again, everybody. It is time once again for the Mainland Podcast. This is episode number 334. I am Michael Citro, the founder and managing editor of the Mainland.com, an independent website covering Orlando City and Orlando City B, all things soccer related in the city, beautiful, except no longer covering the Orlando Pride. They now have their own show called Scoperp Soccer. We're very excited. This week is going to be the first episode of that show. And this is also the first week of our new, I'd say, uh, slimmed down, more digestible version of the Mainland Podcast. We're going to be having two episodes a week instead of one. And uh, that way you're not stuck with an hour and 40 minute episode unless things get really crazy. We hope they don't. And joining me, somebody who can sometimes be a little crazy is my co-host, David Rowe in Tallahassee. Dave, how you doing? I'm pretty good. I like to think that the crazy, most of the crazy was in the past, but I, I, I'm like you say, I imagine occasionally it uh, rears its ugly head, but uh, yeah, I'm, I am also excited about our new formats and scope Scott soccer. Uh, Cause that's just going to be really, really, really cool. I agree. It will be very cool, but this is episode 334 of the mainland podcast. And we are talking about Orlando city. And that is made a little bit more difficult in the fact that the team didn't play this week. Correct. Yes. That uh, limits what we can talk about, but you know, I don't think that'll be a problem for us. We always find a way to talk. First of all, let us say our domain is now ours. We are us again. We are back at themainland.com. We were away for about, I think, six days. We were officially mainlandsoccer.com for a few days while we were waiting for the official acceptance of the domain transfer. Domain has been transferred to us. There was some real residual weirdness on the changeover where people needed to clear their cash and things like that to, uh, to see new, uh, new articles, including me <laughs> and, uh, me. and, and, and on mobile, it was a problem too, but yeah, everybody clear your cash and the, the weirdness should stop. We are now, uh, the mainland.com. Once again, David feels like home. It is so fresh. So clean. You think that we just took it out of the laundry. Yeah, and it does have that April fresh scent. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) So anyway, we hope you are enjoying the new website. We have gotten a little feedback, really not nearly as much feedback as I expected, but we've everything we've heard has been fairly positive. We had some issues with the, the comments at first. We are a work in progress, so there are things that may not work optimally to begin with, but they are getting better. And one of those things is comments. People are able to comment now, and we are working on some some ways to uh, improve that comment section on the website. And we're looking forward to uh, to getting that done. And if you've looked for any of our old stories, they're not up yet, but we have done quite a bit of work behind the scenes at getting those ready. We expect those to start going up in batches uh, fairly soon. Our photographer Dan McDonald has been working on that in his spare time, and basically everything that I've been bugging him to do uh, because he's a technical guy. I'm not. And I'm like, uh, Dan, this isn't working. Please help. This is important. <laughs> Drop everything else. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank goodness for Dan. Cause otherwise it would be a lot worse off. 
Yes, indeed. So our domain is ours. We are at themainland.com. Once again, we enjoyed our time at SB Nation, but this feels like a fresh start. It feels like uh, an exciting new adventure and it kind of in some ways feels like there's been a weight lifted. Uh, not that not that SB Nation treated us poorly or Vox Media even, but it does feel like now that all of the stuff is done and we don't really have anyone to answer to but ourselves, feels a little freeing. It's like uh, it's like getting that first apartment when you move out of your folks' place. Yeah, or you know, when you if you start your own business, which is literally what you did, but uh, you know, you're you're your own boss. Yes, and now I just have to figure out how to make money. Ah, well, you know, uh, something something socks profit. Okay, works for me. Uh, but yes, I have been working on something uh, subscription tier sort of. Um, thing that folks have asked us for and pretty close to maybe being able to get that set up. So we were hoping to have that done at the end of March when we went live with the new site, but uh, just too many things that were too time consuming. So uh, when we do launch this thing, we want it to be something that is ready to go and has been well thought out. We don't want to be having to change things on the fly. And I will admit to some of the things that we kicked around as as benefits of a subscription service, uh, like a Patreon or a buy me a coffee. I don't want to do those now because we actually folded some of that into our founder stuff. And I don't think it'd be fair to our founders who helped us get started to, uh, to let other people have the same benefits. Um, that's just my way of thinking. And I, I think we find something unique for our subscribers that, uh, that is just theirs, and we let our founders have the things that are just theirs. Well, and it also that that's better for those who are going to be founders and subscribers because then you know it's not like well I already got that you know then they get something new as well. That's true. It's like having your uh, that's like getting renewing your season tickets and getting another Orlando City scarf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like uh, thanks. I oh it's purple. Okay, I think I have <laughs> five of these, but okay. Um, and I shouldn't say that because somebody's going to email in. Hey, I like getting the new scarf every year, but uh, and and as you should, it's a scarf. Um, what could be better for a soccer fan? And they are different every year, so there there is a reason to uh, to enjoy the collectability of that. So uh, we are going to roll that out soonish, and hopefully, hopefully before the end of April, but definitely by May first. I want that ready to roll. And, uh, and we will give you all the details later. Yes, indeed. As mentioned, Scoperp Soccer and Orlando Pride Podcast will start this week. Already did the first interview. And I know that our founders get advance warning of our interviews, but not in this case. This case, we wanted to keep it a little bit special, a little bit secret. And uh, it went pretty well. And, and, you know, you're going to hear that later now. Here's the deal with Scoperp. If you are a subscriber to this podcast, you will get in your feed the first episode of Scoperp Soccer. The first one is free, as they say. Uh, <laughs> they're all free, actually, but it's also going to have its own dedicated feed. So if you like what you hear or you feel that you want to subscribe, even if you don't uh, necessarily listen to the first episode, 
you're going to need to subscribe to that separately to get it in your podcast catcher every week. So if you if you have your phone set up to automatically download the shows that you like, that's a separate one. So it's not just going to be all in one feed. Uh, and the reason that we're doing it this way is because there are a, a high percentage of the Orlando City fans that are not necessarily in the Pride fan base and vice versa. So we want to keep everybody's stuff separate. Uh, and it's it really takes you only two seconds to subscribe to a new podcast. As you probably know, if you're subscribed to this one, it's not a time consuming thing. So once you do it, you set it and forget it and you're going to get it every week. Well, and honestly, I mean, there isn't really any reason not to go ahead and subscribe. What's the worst thing that happen is you don't listen to it. It goes into your feed. You skip past it and then it goes out of your feed and then the next one. No big deal. Yeah. Go ahead and subscribe. You might like it. Yeah. Now, as of the time that this drops, you won't be able to do that yet because the first no. episode has to publish first. But once it does, uh, yeah, please subscribe to it. Even if you don't listen to it, the downloads count. Yeah. I mean, it just, it helps us honestly. So, I mean, if you like us and we hope you do, since you're listening to us, just a little favor. Yeah. If you want to download it and delete it, that's totally up to you. Uh, so look for scope later in this week. We are very excited to get that going. And, uh, yeah, um, just, I I'm excited to get more pride talk out there. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's move on to the Lions. They were off this week. They will play Saturday night at Minnesota United at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. And we will have our preview with our key matchups and score predictions on the next episode because there are, as mentioned before, two episodes a week now. So we will do that later in the week. So you will have that fresh in your in your mind. Our previews should be a little bit more expanded than, uh, than before. And we're very uh, pleased about that. So... Uh, Good stuff happening all around. Uh, let's get into a little bit of news that we have, and that is that Facundo Torres is getting a new national team coach. Uh, word on the street. I don't know if this is official yet, but former Leeds United manager Marcelo Bielsa is taking that job. So uh, I don't know what that means other than Faku may get more playing time. He may get yeah. less playing time. We don't know. Yeah, it, literally all options are open on that. Indeed. <laughs> you it, it could go either way uh we don't know really what uh the new manager will will he want new blood in there if so faku is like the one of the leading candidates of that next wave of uruguayan players and uh if not um you know if he wants to go with the tried and true and, and start leaving faku out of the lineup well who are we to be upset about that yeah, this is a uh, win-win for those of us that follow Orlando City. Uh, it, he goes and, you know, gets to play for his national team, and he's happy about that. That's a happy Faku. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't, then he gets to stay with Orlando City, and we don't have to worry about him being gone on international duty. Win-win. Yeah, and also he might just go crazy trying to, you know. Prove himself, yeah. Prove himself and, and yeah, and to, to earn his way back on the team. He may just start throwing hat tricks up left and right. Yeah. The, like I said, it's, I think it'll be whatever way it goes, it will most likely be good for us. Yeah, indeed. So you got anything else on Orlando city, Dave? I don't. It's so weird. This new format. <laughs> I like it, but man, I, you know, it won't be like this normally when we have right. a, 
a match to review, you know, there'll be that. So it won't usually be this short. Yeah. In some weeks it'll be, it'll be pretty hectic when there's a, a league's cup game or a U.S. open cup game. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's just that this coincided with the off week and maybe that's good for us. It gives us a little bit of a break, but we did sort of uh, talk a little bit about the new stuff and the new website and the new podcast at the top. So, so, you know, we're already a little ways into this and we've got to talk still about OCB. We've got to talk about our Academy teams and the generation Adidas cup. They both did well, the U 15s and U 17s. And we're going to get to those topics right after this. And Dave, we are back. Yes, we are. Doesn't seem like we were gone very long, I hope, to our listeners. Yeah, it probably seems like even less to us, but (laughs) probably so. So Orlando City B was the only team from the club in action this past weekend over Easter. By the way, by now you should probably be at least maybe ears and head finished with that chocolate rabbit or that Reister bunny. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're and if you go from top down, I mean, some people might go from the tail. Uh, uh, that sounds like something that a sociopath does. I it's ears first. I mean, it really just is. Well, yeah. Here's the thing, though. You know, weird things happen in the world. If you don't want to eat part of the bunny and then have it come to life, uh, and if you if it that does happen, I recommend starting with the head because then it can't see you. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, if you start with the bottom, then it won't be able to hop towards you. I don't know. I don't, they'll find know, a this. way. <laughs> yeah, they'll drag themselves on their front paws. <laughs> this is getting a little dark. It is. And chocolate, that is. More. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I like it. But yeah, it's uh, it was an Easter weekend. And yet, on Easter Sunday, in a dreary, drizzly condition... Orlando City B, Dave, took to the pitch at Osceola County Stadium. Yes, they did. And the Young Lions took on their rivals from Inter-Miami 2. I don't know. Are they calling them DOS? If they're not, they're really missing out. I I mean, they went with the CF, right? Right. I don't know. But that's more Italian? I don't know. Yeah. I mean. What's the Italian? What's what's two in Italian? I don't know. All right. Well, this is not a Duolingo podcast, so we don't have that information handy. But anyway, Inter-Miami 2 went to Kissimmee to face OCB. The Young Lions putting their undefeated start to the season on the line. By the way, two wins from two already was the best start in OCB history in any league that OCB has been a part of. And OCB going for 3-0-0 in this game against Inter-Miami 2. The cool thing about the Young Lions... They've been scoring early in every game, and that continued, Dave, because early on in this game, in the just the fourth minute, nice cross in from Fabian Loyola, found the head of Jack Lynn. Jack does what Jack does in MLS Next Pro, and that's score a goal. And his second of the season, and just a few minutes into the game, OCB ahead 1-0 yet again. Yeah, first match scored, I think, in the second minute, second match in the third minute, third match in the fourth minute. Uh, this is, I, I am enjoying this. I don't want them to push it out much further than that. Within the first five minutes seems to be a good recipe for success. But um, brilliant cross on the attack. 
this team, I, I tell you what, guys, if you have not watched OCB in a while because oh, yeah, there was good reasons not to watch them. You, you've heard it said on this podcast, but honestly, they're pretty fun to watch right now. Yeah. And you're still going to get some frustrating moments because they're, they're kids, they're young players and they make mistakes that the guys you're used to watching on the weekend are not making those mistakes, but they have to learn to do that. And I think in some respects, the team is playing in ways that maybe they wouldn't play if they were really worried more about wins and losses uh, than developing players. For example, Inter Miami, the entire game was very high, very, very hard press against any Orlando City goal kick or restart from their own end. And, you know, maybe in a regular, maybe if it's the senior teams doing that, maybe Orlando City B just starts having paid or Orlando City just has Pedro Galese kicking the ball long. Instead, they were playing the ball out of the back despite pressure in their face. And almost to a fault, and and in one in one respect, it was to a fault. Uh, but they were just beating their head against that press, and I think it was just a case of keep doing it and learn to deal with the press and learn to you know operate in traffic and operate under pressure better. I think it was more of a learning tool. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe uh, Martin Perelman is just uh, a stubborn stubborn coach. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I saw the same thing you did. And my hope is that it's a training thing. And I, I think it's a, uh, um, you know, look, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're working on. Yes, we all know that we could kick the ball along and relieve a little bit of the uh, pressure from the press, but that's not what we're doing. So get out there. You're going to play it out of the back like it's your freaking job because it is. Yeah. Because that's what we're doing. Pressure makes diamonds. Or crushes thing, but yes. Yes, that's what we're doing. So in the first game against Philadelphia, OCB scored and kind of played, it controlled the game, kind of played a good game throughout. In the second game against Huntsville City, Orlando City got that early goal and really kind of played the rest of the game in their own half and couldn't get out and managed to hit, you know, on the counter once and uh, and win that game 2-1. And this game was a little bit more like the Philly game in that OCB looked to be in control most of this game. There were there were some good spells of possession by Inter Miami, but really not a lot of danger from it, not a lot of um, threatening opportunities. They had, I think, no shots on target in the first half. And uh, yeah. eventually they got a second goal from, uh, from Loyola. And this one uh, came shortly after a goal was put in uh, by Alex Freeman that was uh, offside. He was offside on a, on a set piece. Uh, OCB doing a lot of these one player runs up and jumps over the ball. And then the other player comes behind and takes the free kick. And it just is enough to set the timing off a little bit. And I think that's what affected that play. Otherwise Freeman gets his third goal in two games, but just shortly after that Loyola gets the ball and just does an amazing job dribbling through traffic into the box, maintains possession, and slots the ball past CJ Dos Santos and two nothing uh, Orlando City B. Yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly, but I I feel like he went through at least four guys, uh, you know, just weaving his way into the box and then a brilliant right foot into the bottom left corner, uh, just past the the keeper. It was it was very it was a very professional goal on a good run. 
and exactly what you want to see these guys doing. And and like you say, up to nil, things are looking good. Yeah, goal and an assist for Loyola in the game as he started up top with Jack Lynn. Uh, that's what you want to see from the 17-year-old, and uh, he delivered in this game. And uh, that's how they were at the half. And uh, the second half, it was kind of Miami pushed a little more and tried to get back in the game. They did create an opportunity fairly early in the second half with that pressure that we talked about. And and Freeman took the ball into his own box and turned it over. And then there was a foul in the box and boom, you've got a, a penalty for inner Miami. And now it's like, oh, come on guys. You had, a, you had a two goal lead. You had a goal kick and somehow gave up a penalty out of your own goal kick. Yeah, well, and of course, you're thinking, okay, first match, I believe, was 2-1. Second match was 2-1. You're like, all right, this is how it gets to 2-1. 3-1 on the first match. 3-1 in first one, yeah. But they'd given up a goal in each, and you're like, all right, well, this is how it happens this time. Wait yeah. just a minute. Yeah, and, and you know, once they get back within a goal, it's squeaky bum time, and, you know, think things can, as they say, goals change games. Yes. But in this case, it did not because... Javier Otero got down to his left, stopped the penalty, did not allow a rebound, really good save on their first shot on target, and kept it at 2-0. And Orlando kicked on from there, really had some opportunities to, to go on and score a third goal, but just some breakdowns in the final third with some passes, some offside, a lot of offsides it felt like in the OCB uh, attacking half. And uh, But still, Miami didn't really generate that much. They had a quite a few set pieces they weren't really able to do a whole lot with those and finally in stoppage time another opportunity uh, i think it was lacava had the uh the late chance and uh in the box and otero made another fantastic save so it wasn't called on often but when he was called on he made a couple of big saves ocb holds on they are 3-0 and oh dave they were the first team in mls next pro to reach nine points on the season and a great start for the young lions. You cannot, um, you cannot really stress enough how amazing the start has been for them, how much confidence it's building in them, and this new approach by the club of bringing in some young players from South America to augment the uh, the, the academy prospects. It's paying dividends. I think that's basically what Columbus Crew Two did, and now it looks like Orlando City B has adopted that and. I really can't say enough about the control that Juninho had in this game in bringing the ball out of his own half through a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, he basically was a one man line breaker. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was very impressive. Um, I thought he did well. Obviously, Otero did well in, in goal. Um, I mean, look, you save a penalty, it's a good match. Uh, but he, as you mentioned, he had some other good saves. Um, Loyola obviously, you know, had a good game. Um, but overall it's, it, it is a better product in OCB than I think we've probably ever seen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not been, it's not been fun to watch the young lions for most of the, uh, most of their existence uh, in various leagues. I mean, there's been some bright spots here and there. We, We all remember some good performances from Pierre De Silva and Haji Berry and Michael Cox and players like that. But uh, yeah, this, this group is, is really performing well and they've got reinforcements on the way because the U 15 and U 17 teams are doing well. And uh, 
uh, before we get to them and the Generation Adidas Cup. Uh, congratulations to Fabian Loyola, who was the MLS Next Pro Player of Match Day 3. Congratulations, indeed. Got to love that title, too. Indeed. <laughs> match Day. Well, they don't all play on the same day. So I know. It maybe they should change it to Player of the Match Days. Match Days it's 3. Just... <laughs> just it doesn't roll off the tongue, but whatever. Player of the week seems more apropos. Yes. But, anyway. but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so good job, OCB. 3-0-0. And the Young Lions will uh, be at Atlanta United 2 on Sunday night. And that's a big one. If they can keep it going there and get a, a sweep of the of the rivals, the Southeast rivals in, uh, in back-to-back Sundays, that would be something. Not to mention, stay on top of the uh, Eastern Conference standings. Indeed. And I think it was only fitting that Lynn and Loyola, a couple guys with names that start with L, handed Inter Miami the L. Ah, oh, I love it. Might say. Which is also an L word. Might say <laughs> OCB beat the L out of the Herons. <laughs> oh, yes, one could say that. Yes. And, 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 and you no did. harm should become should come to that person who would say that (laughs) (laughs) all right the academy teams in generation adidas cup dave the uh they made it through their groups they won their groups the u17s and the u15s and they went into the weekend um a little bit differently u17s were knocked out in a very narrow one nil loss uh to new york city fc in the round of 16 the Mm u15s however beat Columbus and uh, got through the quarterfinals and made it into the semifinals. And they lost to Philadelphia one nil in the semifinals that they scored a tying goal just after giving up a goal. And it was unfortunately pulled back for a handball call in the buildup. And there was some question of which player got the handball. (laughs) And if it was, if it was on the opponent, then it should have been play on, but I mean, I can only surmise that the, the official must have ruled that the handball was on Orlando city's U uh, 15 team and, and therefore stopped the play and gave the ball to Philadelphia. Yeah. Having watched it a couple of times, I think what happened is so that initial handball that you're talking about, which theoretically they could have also then stopped play, but didn't, um, as the Orlando City uh, U15 player got through and passed that handball as he went into the box, it looks like the ball might have kicked up and got him on the back of the left arm, and that may be what they're they're calling there. But that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's imperfect on watching, um, you know, watching what little video we're able to see on this stuff. Yeah, it's unfortunate, uh, but a good run for the U15s. Uh, they did get absolutely pounded in the third place game by Genk. Uh, European yeah. side beat them four nil, but we, we're not really sure. Didn't really watch the game. Uh, didn't get a chance to see it. So I don't know if they were playing some kids that maybe didn't get a chance to play through the tournament or something. I don't know, but, um, or maybe just the, the, the heaviness of that getting so close may have also affected the morale of the team, but, but they should hold their heads high because the U 15s, U 17s won their groups and did well. And, uh, you know, that's once you get into knockouts, anything can happen. So, um, it it can be uh, it can be difficult now. Austin beat Philadelphia in the U15 final, which 
I don't know how many finals that makes the city of Philadelphia a loser Oof. of consecutively, but that's a lot. It is a lot. And I, and I don't, I don't want to throw that on the pile because I don't want to throw those, those no. kids on that pile. No, they're, no. you know, they're kids. So they, it doesn't, as far as I'm concerned, that doesn't count. There's plenty of uh, other, you know, championship games that Philly has lost over the last mm-hmm. year. But Philly then snapped the streak because the U17 team beat FC Dallas. So See that? it evens out. Yeah. So uh, those are the two academies that have really been at the top of the league, Philadelphia and Dallas. So it's no surprise they were in the final together and um, Philadelphia able to win that one. So, you know, congrats to. I mean, the union had a great run through the tournament. Obviously, Orlando City had uh, probably one of the best runs. Dallas, a good run as well. So um, when your academy teams are being spoken of with the Philadelphia's and FC Dallas's, that's a good sign. Things are in the, are trending in the right direction. Yes, the kids are all right. The future looks bright. Uh, everybody wears shades. Um, it's things are definitely going in the right direction, and these results uh, and how far they got in this tournament is proof of that. Indeed. All right, Dave, we've come to the end of episode three thirty four. Can you believe it? I I really can't. I don't think the listeners are going to believe it either. I think they're going to be like, "No, surely there's more." And yeah, this is say, not normal. This is there I mean, when we have an Orlando City senior team game to break down. Obviously, those usually take a half hour on their own, so yeah. uh, it won't always be this short. But because we're coming off of a, a, an off week, uh, there's not that much wasn't that much news this week. We we expanded on our OCB breakdown a little bit because we had we actually had time to spend more time with the with the reserve side this week. So. Uh, that's all good stuff. The lions were off, but they are at Minnesota on Saturday, April 15th at 8 30 PM. Eastern time. We will cover that in our next episode, which will be this week. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. It's going to be weird. You're going to, you're, you're used to getting one episode and it's way too long and you listen to it anyway. And you grumble the whole time about how we just won't shut up. And here you go. You're going to get more easily digestible episodes. So uh, the downside is you really get a whole lot of Orlando city talking this one. No, but uh, you know, there's a lot of good information in this one. And for those of you that, that actually did go, surely this is not the end. Well, it is the end and don't call us surely. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for episode three thirty four of the mainland podcast. Our next episode will be this week and it will include uh such topics as Exploria Stadium hosting the beautiful game. And I don't mean just the sport of soccer, but an actual game called the beautiful game. We'll talk a little bit about, uh, obviously we'll have our mailbag box. If there's any mail in the mailbag box, we'll have our key matchups and score predictions for Orlando city at Minnesota United. And we may even have a guest for you. So uh, until then, the, uh, the only thing I can do is tell you to, Read our stuff at themainland.com. Yes, we are back at themainland.com. Follow us on Twitter at themainland. Follow Dave at mainland. Dave, follow me at mainland. Michael, and get your mailbag stuff in every week. You can ask us anything. doesn't even have to be soccer related. Email us at themainland at gmail.com. 
like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate, review, all of those things. We would love to have your five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts because then we'll read it on the air. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it. Episode 334 is history. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a few days. And also stay tuned this week for Scope Burp Soccer. Scope Burp. All right. The only thing left to do is to say, go city.